There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Round two is in the books and six teams remain undefeated. Boxhead, what were your takeaways from round two? Uh, well, there wasn't any real great surprises, I don't think, apart from obviously the Parramatta upset. Um, I tipped them the week before, but uh, they decided to play without two halves. But I think, yeah, they, they look really good with their two halves on the field. Um, but other than that, I think, uh, you know, even now after two rounds, you're starting to see some form, see the teams that are really going to struggle. I think Newcastle... To me, look look like the obvious uh, wooden spoon as they're by far and away at the moment the worst team running around. Whether whether that uh, they can improve is a different story. But um, and I think the Roosters they're they're really struggling at the moment without halves and their key position players. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Should be a good uh, another good pod. Yep, we'll kick things off as we always do with the fast five best, worst, highlight, low light, and any questions come out of the round. Obviously, you guys earlier. Put up your fast fives. We're going to run through your questions. Some of them overlap, um, so some of them will be answered in one fell swoop. And uh, kicking things off, what was your best? The best, uh, I had two. I had the Tigers attack uh, for the second week in a row. You know, last week, probably the only criticism, well, not criticism, but I just wanted to see it again. I wanted to see it consistently, and they managed to do that last night. Uh, I think they played for probably 60 minutes both weeks. Uh, Manly had that little run last night where the Tigers had a little bit of a power nap. But in this... Uh, current sort of system. I don't think you're going to be able to dominate uh, for long periods of time with the fatigue factor. Uh, and the Raiders, I think they won against all the odds. They had a lot go against them. They lost players. They had a man sent to the sin bin. Uh, I thought a lot of the 50-50 calls went the Roosters' way, but somehow uh, they found a way to win. And, and it was a game that last year, and probably both games, round one and round two, were both games that Canberra probably would have lost last year. So uh, good to see them uh, get home with another win. So they're 2-0 at home. I think that's as many home games as they won last year. Well, yeah, they might have won three. No, nah, two from 12 last year. There you go. At home, so so. They've equaled their home record from last year. And that's mainly where they used to make their run. They used to win nine or ten games at home and struggle on the road. Yep. So if they can well, do the it. obvious one, and I don't want to uh, you know, leave out the Sharks, but I thought the Dragons were fairly poor. Uh, but, but, yeah, the Sharks were, were great as well. Yeah, well, my best, uh, not so much team-wise. I could have picked a couple, like you said, but I've more focused on a player. It was James Tedesco. He was sensational. He's a fantastic player, and I'd go as far to say I predicted New South Wales jersey should be on the way, but he wouldn't look out of place wearing the green and gold in my eyes. Like, no, well, but, well, who do they pick in the green and gold? Well, we're short on centres, in my view. Wouldn't so you just play English at centre and pick Tedesco at one? You're not, I agree with you. There's no one that deserves a centre jersey, really. They're probably going to pick Josh Morris, but well, Jennings, English. these couple of guys, Dugan... Got a game on the wing, like forget that. Just put Gi there because you know he's a yeah. world class centre as well as a fullback. Yeah, and give Tedesco the jersey. And I'm not feeling vindicated because no. Wouldn't too... they pick? Wouldn't you pick Will Chambers as the other centre? 
You can pick Will Chambers, 100%. Oh, That's the other one you'd go. But, yeah, if it's not a couple of the Queensland blokes, I don't I'd see why. I'd pick English Chambers and have Tedesco at the back. I don't know. Obviously, one wing will be Boyd. GI's uh, already other, been talking about the fact that he might retire from so that you football think with this long-term knee problem. In my eyes, James Tedesco, even in the New South Wales thing last year, I couldn't believe people want to argue about him and Moylan. No. I reckon he's ten times a player. Well, it's easy to say that now, Moylan's out. But well, I, I said think, it last I, year. No, I, I agree. Stick by my I guns. think we both, we both sort of agreed with that. Um... And you know, you know what? They're similar sort of case studies, aren't they? Because Tedesco struggled for his first two years in grade with injuries, similar to what Moylan um, is having problems with at the moment. But mate, if you're picking it on form right now, he he should be there. Kangaroos number one. I've gone off a bit earlier. It's only it's probably a month away, isn't it? I think the test. But yeah, uh, if they're going to pick it on form, and I I really hope Malmeninga does and changes the guard in that in that regard, uh, he, he has to be the one. And and as, as we've just said, pick Chambers and. Uh, Inglis? Yeah, well, GI... And then you pick Boyd and Dugan, would you? You pick Dugan oh, on wing? I don't know about that. It's too hard to look into at this point in time. Where's Corabiti from? Fiji. He can't play for Australia? I don't no. think he's... Okay. Cl- you've got to claim eligibility. I think Rad Rara has to claim eligibility, but okay. he hasn't been that good the first two rounds. You're right. Yeah, he hasn't. I'm not thinking too much about the other side. It's too much to think about right now, but yep. that one spot for he's me... the one. With GI already saying that he's considering retiring from rep football because of this bad knee and... Longitivity, I'd say stick him in the centres because you know he's better than just about any option we've got. Yeah, okay. Chambers is the other side. You've got Jennings, a few other guys that I wouldn't bother picking. I'd just put Tedesco out the back and put G.I. on one side. Yep, Problem solved. So, uh, who was your worst? The worst, I think the Dragons attack. And this is probably why I didn't have uh, the Sharks in my best because I just thought the Dragons attack was pop gun first week. I said it first week. Uh, it was my concern running Same into attack, yeah. Yeah, running into uh, the start of the year. I know we, we both mentioned in our previews Josh Dugan has to go back to one, and Paul McGregor has responded yeah, to that. He's, he's named hamstring. him at one. He does have that hamstring niggle uh, hanging over his head, and they're saying that Kurt Mann is going to be playing for the Cutters this weekend. I don't know whether I'd go that far. I'd give Mann I a go would. in the centres. They dropped you and Aiken for cross. No, yeah, okay. But I'd give Mann a go in the centres. I think it's a little bit harsh to dump him altogether when the move has been uh, a result of Dugan wanting to play there. So I, I'd just say to Josh, look, for the betterment McGregor, of the team, you have to play one. McGregor's and pushed give, that. I'd give Man a go in the centres. But he's dropped him. That's his call. And yeah. McGregor's pushed the fullback thing as well, though. They've both kind of gone for I get it. it. He's talked about I get it. it for New South Wales. But he's, but he's the he's the best one in that side. He's one yeah. of the best number ones in the game. At club football, I agree. For reps, different story. He played well, you just try and fit every, the best players in. Yeah. That's not a concern at the Dragons. He's clearly the best one. Already, he needs to play one. We already went over it. It's simple. They didn't yeah. change their attacking structure for a supposed ball-playing fullback. Yeah, but, but what, I, what I think will be will make that attacking style more effective is if they start their sets off strong. Well, that's what I mean, though. If you're not going to change your attack... I still think... Look, I still think if he moves to one, it's not going to fix their attack. No, but they haven't changed but their attack. But it's going to make it so a lot better. if you're not going to change it, which they haven't... Right. You're just ruining yourself. Yeah. Just put Dugan back there because he makes 200-plus and starts his sets, uh, sets off and he gets around the football. The other one, uh, Joey Leilua. His dumb punch. Like, I know he got head high... Uh, he caught one around the chops from Dylan Napa, but to punch someone at that point in the game, I think there was about 15 minutes to go. Campbell were behind on the scoreboard at that point in time. Uh, it was just a brain snap, and you know he's he's now for me, and you know my opinion on him. I don't I don't rate him at all for this reason, uh, and he should it should have cost Canberra the game. I'm very happy for the other uh, 16 players on his team that didn't. Uh, it looks like he's going to be out now for three weeks for. Um, obviously the punch, and then also I think it was a dangerous throw. Um, so, yeah, silly. 
Yeah, very stupid. Silly. And there's no doubt the bloke's got ability. Yeah. No doubt in the world, but he well, needs to rub that out of his game. My worst, again, don't need to go into depth. Newcastle, uh, dreadful, not up the first grade standard. But I'm going to defend the fact that all these people are laying the booty and going two or three years, oh, he'll be sacked by then. It's a complete... You re- can't sack him. Yeah, but that, it's even like... Ex- it's ridiculous. Yeah. Ex-footballers talking like they can fix it overnight. Who are they going to buy? Who wants to go there? No. No one wants Correct. to go there. So guess what? But this is my whole argument in the preseason. You have to stick it They didn't buy anyone. No, they didn't. But last year... So how do you expect to go good? No, exactly. And I, I totally agree with what they're doing in but Newcastle. But they need... But it's going to take time. What's going to happen now is basically what I've said. The Safidis, these kind of guys, are all going to suffer for a little bit. Well, Gus Gould's got the rule. Until 50 they got first grade games. Yeah. That's two years. Well, they're going to suffer. There's two no years. Doubt about Agreed, buddy. We're so, both on. We're yeah. both on. The I, same I got them all kicking the boot into Brown and all this and the. Oh, no, forget oh, it. Let's be, not even give it. No, but fire. just he'll be fired before then. I'm like, this has come from ex yeah. first graders who have just clearly. And, and you know what? If they do fire him, they're going to find themselves in the same position in two years. They've time. just highlighted my, what I exactly said. They have nobody. No. So you need to just leave him there. No. Like you've hired him. That's the hired him to do a made. job. Like, so let him do the job. They're talking like they're going to fix it overnight. You are kidding. Agreed. And that's that's why for me as a Titans fan, I knew when Neil Henry took over, you're looking at two years. And that's why I don't get upset at all watching the Titans now yeah. because I can see again, that they're playing above their ability. I think they're playing well above circ- their ability. Circumstantial, again, he's not to blame for Daly Cherubin's maybe setting it back further. No, no, that's not no, his fault. So no. the club and, and the, he's also the not at fault for all the rubbish signings that we had no, sitting there. That's somebody the, else. Yep, exactly. So can't, that's and, what I mean. Circumstantial, you sit down and you look at it and you go, that's not his fault. Yeah, but twice. then again, like. There is a little bit of talk out there that if if the Titans don't get out of the bottom four this year, they're going to sack him. Like that'd be for me. Be horror. It'd be ridiculous. Totally be, ridiculous. Be horror. That's and true. I, I think you'd agree that I, I thought the the Titans competed with Melbourne for probably sixty five minutes on the weekend. They had that they little did. ten minute patch where they conceded those two tries, but for the first half an hour, we were probably a better side. Yeah, and I've already and, said. And Melbourne are so good at just grinding, grinding, grinding. They're already waiting for their chance. Bang, they take they're it. They're already exceeding expectation in my eyes because there's blokes in there now that realistically wouldn't get a first grade jumper at a lot of clubs already. No, that's right. And they're already playing above their ability. Their back row is really good. I like friend. The halves are learning, but you look at like Nathan Davis and a few of these guys. Is he a first grader? Potentially. Yeah. But at the moment, um, the fact that they've already jagged the win over a team that, you know, supposedly was going to do better than them, yeah. and they put a decent effort in a side against like Melbourne, yeah. uh, it's a learning experience for half that side as well. They're basically relying on all the veterans in the forward pack. Exactly. But we'll get to that when we do the sorry, sorry for sidetracking us. My highlight uh, was the Raiders. That was basically what you said. That tough win, second tough win in two weeks. Fenton gets KO'd. Leilua got put in the bin. Croker goes we're off doing, early. You're doing best. You're doing really best. best. Okay, so this is my highlight. Okay, so you're taking up. Oh, it's usually me that goes first. Ah, well, so I'm you're just going back in. to back. I'm just jumping. In. You're confusing me. It's a highlight, and that was my highlight. That my was... highlight was the close finishes. Uh, I love the Dogs Panthers game. Uh, I thought that you could see that coming probably for the last half an hour. The dogs just grinded, grinded, grinded. Penrith couldn't really uh, find. A, well, they just couldn't find a try, could they? They scored couldn't majority. Uh, they, well, they scored their only two in the first twelve minutes, and that was it. Uh, the Raiders-Roosters was a cracker game, and the Eels-Cowboys, brilliant finish to that as well. I love close finishes. So The Sunday games were a little bit disappointing in that regard. I thought that we, the Storm-Titans game might uh, become close, but Melbourne's class shone through in the end. Yeah, well, low light. Uh, the drama surrounding players touching referees. I don't I don't understand what the big drama is. Look, I, Just don't touch the ref. I get it, but, well, but then again... From this day forward, or from whenever they lay these charges down forward, Clemens going to the judiciary tomorrow night, obviously, and I wouldn't imagine he's going to get off. No. But from that point forward, you touch a ref, you get suspended. 
Yeah. There's no black no, or white. No, not at like the moment. Aaron's hip touch or whether Clammer goes. Yeah, so it's got to be. And the other simple. one was Soward ran into a referee. Yeah, that's fine because I saw one. Yeah, of the but in the AFL, they they it's just any any contact yeah, with the referee in is the, a charge. In the para game, sometimes it can't be avoided. The ref got in between two defenders that one of the para players wanted to hit the hole. Yeah, and he skipped across two or three, and the ref was standing between it. Yeah, and play almost stopped. And I was like, well, that's his problem right there. I also you need to make a, sure you're not in the line of fire. Like yeah. right there, he was interfering. With I the saw fire. a lot of comments on Twitter about uh, Twitter in particular just on the feed and I wasn't commenting myself but just taking note of a lot of people making comment about where the referees are positioned and I can guarantee you um, having a, an involvement you know for the last four or five years obviously in the around the New South Wales Rugby League competitions in the NRL last year with the 20s that the referees come out and they're working with teams about their positioning mm. you know there was one day there last year I know that they had four or five referees out at a, at a sort of a post session that we did and the, their whole focus was where they landed on different plays and where the play the ball was at whatever percentage of the field, where they should be to not impede the play. So they're very they're, they're mindful of it and they're cognizant of it. So let's not get on the referees about this. I think uh, it's something that they're working on and obviously with two of them out there, they're twice as much chance of getting in the way, aren't they? Yeah. So... Well, the one the other day was an obvious one for me. He was in the mini line, as we call it, the first ABC defenders, the first three. Yeah. And he was sitting in between the second and the third man, and the runners skipped across, and he was literally in front of both the defenders. I don't yeah. know why he pushed forward, and in between the gap that you want to find. Yeah, so that would be one. And everyone basically had to handbrake, and yeah. I thought, well, he should have fallen back in the yeah. line when they moved forward. He and should look, have moved with them. The only thing I'd, t- I'd say about the touching of the referees, it just needs to be black and white rule. Don't touch them. Um, and clarification on you know what is and what isn't moving forward, and then that's it. Incidental contact during play, I don't care about. But I don't think Clemmer. I don't think Clemmer deserves two weeks for it. No, nah, but they're simply trying and to the say other, you the other can't argument touch is the that he walked into him. They were both walking towards each other. Yeah, but that was going for a conversation. I just think you don't touch him. But yeah. the one with Soward or like I said, that one there during play when you're running trying to run a well, bloke down. James Roberts in. got charged as well. Yeah, if you bump into someone, that's too bad. We've yeah. seen that before yeah. when okay. play's going. But just touching him in general, just don't go near him. Yep. If you're not the captain, even still, again, that's my other pet peeve. None of these blokes were captains. Mm. Don't go talk to the ref. Well, I know when I was playing, I've touched the ref before. I like, never not, have. I'll... No, but just it'd be, you know, if I was retreating back on side, the referee was there, just sort of not pushing or anything, but, you know, make sure that I've, I've put my arm on his back so he just knows that I'm getting in position, I'm not going to knock him over. It, it, but it was never malice or anything like that. No, I've but, never, never. Anything yeah, like, but that, that, that's the only time that I could think of that I've ever, ever I, even gone I was a captain, even for a lot of the, of the senior footy, the last footy I played, but even in a combo, I basically never went near the bloke. No, if I no, I wouldn't to, touch him in that regard. Yeah, I just, no. I don't get it why they bother him. But three of the blokes who got charged, none of them captains. Yeah. Don't go near the ref. Yeah. That's my, even when I was captain, you don't want to go near the bloke anyway. I don't want to talk to him. No. Just leave him alone. He's not going to change his mind. So. No. Uh, what about your question? Well, I didn't have any. We're going to do them on here. Yeah, well, my low light was going to be Newcastle just simply because it's like watching a New South Wales Cup or a 20s team, but it's going to take time, so... Yeah. Uh, no do well, the question there. the question I had down was about Dugan, but you've just answered well, anyway. Well, a few of the ones I've got here, I'm pretty sure I saw um, over through these questions. So, Andrew Wales going through his, his question. Tedesco and Wade Graham on their way to origin. No-brainer. Um, I think Wade's been pretty solid the first two rounds. They're obviously trying to get more ball to Bird and uh, Holmes on the other side of the field. So I don't think he's been quiet. He's been good with the touch he has got. Yeah. But, 
Um, yeah, what else you got? Crowds looking very good Thursday night. Why not Monday? Were they, are they really looking that good on a Thursday night? I didn't think night? it was that good. It was the same as what it was as normal. Yeah, I don't I, think you I can don't think there's much of a difference between Thursday and Monday. I don't get it. No. The Bulldogs travel well. That's about the only thing I can say as far as the atmosphere. Well, Penrith was only 11,000, I think. Yeah, but the Bulldogs make a good atmosphere. I'll give them that. So I think that's Which, which you know what, Andrew's probably right. It probably Penrith would only get eight or nine, but yeah, it, it is no, a dogs they, game. Dogs, game, dogs they game, they travel. They Usually sell. those Monday games are like Penrith Titans or Penrith they're travel games. Yeah. I don't know why. Dogs, dogs crowd sold that game for me. If that's a normal Penrith crowd on a neutral side, it's nothing like what you heard on TV. Uh, 18th emergency player, desperately needed now to concussion and eight interchange, in his opinion. Yeah, no-brainer. Yeah, It should just be a 20s player, make him back up. But then again, that's a player welfare issue. So the, the, the argument that the coaches would make is that uh, what happens if he doesn't get on the field? He hasn't played New South Wales Cup. He hasn't got a run under he his belt. Needs to be needs to be so, playing footy. So yeah, uh, Chris France, your one we've basically answered. Views on touching the ref. Mine simple: don't touch him during play if you accidentally hit him. That's too bad. That happens, uh, you know, every so often. Yeah, don't touch him. Don't touch him and don't talk to him unless you're the captain. I hate blokes going up and thinking they're going to change. Yeah, it. but then again, the referees have created an environment and a culture where that's okay. So they need to come in now and just go, bang, blow the penalty. Um, and go away. If you're not the captain, go away. If they don't go away, march them 10 metres down the field or simbin them. One or the other. Yep. Agree with you 100% there. Uh, Paul Skews, we were told in the off-season that Manly would take time to gel, but with the Sharks, Roosters and Rabbitohs in the next three games, will we see them in September? At this rate, you'd have to say no, but again, it's very early in the year. We've seen teams start slow and get on a run later on in the year. Well, I tipped um, them to miss out anyway, so... yeah. But the signs right now definitely not that positive. It didn't take too much more out of last when night. When did Dylan Walker look good last night when he ran the ball? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's about it. No brainer. Uh, what do you boys think about contact with the refs? We've already answered that one again. There's plenty of people, like I said, go over this. Daniel Friend, is Billy Slater done? No. Well, in my opinion... No. Yeah, but we've got to talk no. about it. There's a couple it's of people asked it. He's going to be 34 next year. He's basically... Did you see him play last Monday night? Yeah. One game. Yeah, so that's fine. I'm just he, saying that his, body, the the his body, everywhere except for his shoulder, is fine. No, 34, don't give me 34. It's His his body's fine. Yeah, he was cartilage. he was outstanding last Monday. Yeah, uh, that's one look, game. I don't care if it's one game. Yeah, his, well, sh- his shoulder obviously wasn't right. We have 23. Shoulder is a concern. If he gets his shoulder right, he's okay. He's not done. There's 23 done. games Please. and finals, and he's missed the last three seasons. So in my eyes right now... He hasn't missed the last three. He missed last year. No, he missed the year before. He scratched no, he didn't too. miss the whole year. He's had his knee, he's had his elbow, he's had both shoulders done now. So if this is going to be a reoccurring theme... And how would we know? We're not the surgeon. We don't know so. what the issue is. So, Well, it's the same shoulder, and he's done the opposite shoulder as well. So yeah. he's, he's not done. Busting up, but 34, I think they need to... Re- I don't know exactly. They basically were talking, they split him and Munster's money. I'd want to restructure right now for the situation we're in. Why? If he's coming back, injury. If he's coming back again next year at that age, I'd want to restructure. Why? What do you mean, why? You've got to so what are you going to say to him? That It's like if, he, if I get injured at work, you're going to say to me that, oh, sorry, mate, you lose some Our pain. job is not as full-time. No, it's the same thing. Players, it doesn't so. matter. In it's my the same eyes thing. right now, if he's coming back... Well, you don't get paid... Well, you're getting half your pay. Well, if he's coming back, it's there's got to be some kind of incentive there as far as games or something, because right now at 34... Well, that's that's up to Melbourne to do that in their original deal. Can't just restructure it now well, because he got injured. They already have. They've got the option for next year. They can scrap more together. On his terms? I think it's on their terms. Yeah, yeah but what him. I'm saying is he's obviously signed that. Yeah. But they can't. They couldn't go to him now and say, hey, mate, by the way, we're going to change your no, contract. No, but if they bring him back... Please. And they can deny the option, and they can re-sign him again and say, well, look, this is how we're doing things, because you've... Yeah, and if he doesn't like it, he can leave. And I bet he'd get better money elsewhere, because someone yeah, would be well, willing to pay... If he breaks down after he, uh, one game again, well, you know... Well, 
I'm sure he wouldn't leave, but yeah. He, he was, last week, he was at least the equal of Tedesco. Yeah, but like what he showed. One, well, no, no, I, get, I get that. I get it. So, you need to get start it, you know, you're paying, you're paying for the fact that he's not going to be injured. You're paying everyone based on the fact they're not going to get injured yeah, on their asking price. 34 years old and played a million games. That, none of that comes into account for me. Well, at the end of your career, it does when you're paying money for somebody yeah. to play. But, so what he's done before that counts for nothing. It does count, but the yeah, fact that he's starting to just miss football games for the last couple of seasons and can't get on the field, that counts for no, something too. I disagree. It's a business decision, so I hope he gets healthy. Fingers crossed. Uh, David Krellen, what's he got here? Where do you see Penrith's first win, and have they shown enough to show they'll be more than competitive? I, I think they can win this week. I don't have them in my eight. Um, who are they playing this week? The Broncos. They can win this week. Broncos have got a couple injuries, but I'd probably see their. And first. also, the Broncos are similar in the fact that they they don't score a lot of points. They grind and they defend, and I think the way Penrith defended was great on on Thursday night. Uh, they just got to find two more tries. They're going to be able to score four tries. Yeah, and I don't see that happening either. To be honest, okay, but I think they can win this week. I won't be tipping them, but I won't be surprised if they win. Very stagnant. I'm going to be looking more to that St George game they've got coming up, mm. not the Broncos one. Jordan Palmer, do you reckon it's time for Bird to hang up the boots? Sorry, no. we've touched on that one. Uh, Munster to take over at fullback? Question mark. I don't know why anyone even thought on Monday just because they put Scott there that Munster wasn't playing fullback. Of course, he's going to be playing fullback. That's his position. We threw uh, in there last year, so why would that change? Yeah, exactly. I don't know why anyone's even throwing that one up. Will the Knights lose every game this year, James no. Moody? No. Everyone jags a win at some point. They'll get one of those filthy wins probably against a good side. Probably. At some point. Um, Dexter, he's got no question there. Dinos, Daniel. Highlights versus... What's Boy. the point of those interchanges? What's the point of those interchanges if they play the game in quarters? Well, they won't be. Then they're not going to play the game in quarters. No, they could never go to quarters. The only reason you've seen quarters, if you, that's what you're talking about, is because of the heat. And which you should at the start of the year. If they're playing yeah. bloody day games and that's in just, 40 degree heat. Then they deserve that. They no brainer. That. It'll go to probably just six at this are rate. The Tigers a real deal this season. What's happening to Manly? Well, we I predicted Manly had struggle. You had them in your eight. Yeah, um, well, everyone's got different opinions. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's still early. I, days, it is. Uh, they could come out this week. Newcastle, like we said, four from four last year. They got the spoon. So, yeah. Uh, Tigers are they the real deal. Every year they start the same. So I'm not fooling over them. Uh, well, what they they've done, what they've done the first two weeks isn't a fluke. No, nah, but they've done this the last couple of years. They but start yeah, it's well, consistency and they've and fallen apart. But so. you could say that about everyone. Consistency. Again, and I'm not going to clap my hands and bang together and say they're going to win the comp. That's for sure. But, well, they're not going. Simple uh, as that. Depth. Depth is what kills a lot of these sides once they start to have people falling apart. Uh, can a successful businessman out there please buy a power and stop the right on a larger supporter basis in league and we are subjected to two groups fighting like schoolgirls? It's an embarrassment. Well, it's been Matt going on forever. Well, we've addressed this a million times as well. We're very annoyed by it, but. Basically, it's your own ex-players eating each other alive and not helping the club. So it's a pretty sad reality. Will it ever be resolved? I'm not 100% sure. And someone coming in to buy it, that's impossible while they're in such a good financial state. They won't even let the NRL know the joint. So um, the madness continues. Jay Strasburg. How does a player get Sinbin for punching and their team still gets the penalty? I do realise that was more of a slap, but if Napa gets hurt from this punch, do Raiders still get the penalty? Well, it's because of the initial offence. Yeah, and the close And he goes on report. So if someone goes on report, the penalty has to go to the team um, or against the team whose player is on report. That's the rule. Um, look, he punched him in the head. He got ten in the bin. So I, for me, if you know the sad thing, if that that's was just stupidity. if that was open hand, and no, no, it wasn't. They would have let that go. That's what one of the other questions was about. The slapping or the punching, what's the difference? Like, well, it's just silly. Did he, he said it was more of a slap. It wasn't a slap, it was a punch. No, nah, it was close-fisted. But I'm saying, if he did slap him, even full venom, they probably wouldn't have binned him either, which I don't agree with. Like, if it's either, it's just all or nothing, really. 
Lachlan Bickley. Well, I think the slap's a worse look than the punch. Yeah, exactly. Lachlan Bickley. Is it the end for Billy? We've already touched on that one. A uh, question from Ian Stanmore. If the Warriors get a cricket score against them, does McFadden go before round four? I think this weekend. Yes. If they lose this week, I think he'll be gone. Could easily be enough. James Hobbs, why do coaches and commentators constantly complain about unequal penalty counts? Surely sometimes they're uneven because one team commits more penalties. Well, I answered that one, and it's, it's agreed. Yeah, I agree with yeah, you. Simple, well, it, it, doesn't, you know, it doesn't always work out. No penalty count is ever going to be the same. But the thing is, is that the, the coaches put pressure on referees. So next week they might win the penalty count. That's the theory behind it. Yeah. Um, and you know what? They take pressure off their players. Joel Wrigley, will Eels win mean anything? Well, it's a good sign for this point here. Of course but again, it's, it's plenty of confidence. It's very early days. But yeah, it's a massive win to knock off the Premiers. You'd be feeling pretty good about yourself. But they need to kick on, obviously, this week. Benny Stora, that's one of the commentary on the weekend. How much... Weight to be lose with a sweat. Well, I drank three litres of water, so I was pretty good. Not too sure about Curtis. Panda, good times. One of your mm. favourite words, Panda. Uh, does Farrah improve the Tigers? Yeah, he will. Uh, I don't... I think he's... Like, <laughs> How doesn't he improve the Tigers? Well, he's basically started he's an the whole player. rotten without him there. They're doing all right, so... No, he'll be fine. He tried to offload him. It'd be interesting to see what happens when he's healthy and ready the to go back is, the field. The thing is, needs to now understand that these halves... Are the future? Yeah, well, he's, they're, they're showing what they can do good without luck with him. That. If he's in the right headspace as a player, Robbie Farrell will improve the Tigers. As a personality yeah, if, and an ego, he might not improve the Tigers. No. But as a player, he should improve the Tigers. Yeah, yes. If he plays with the team, not for himself. Yeah, but, uh, I'm, I don't know. I like the way things are going right now. I'm pretty sure Jason Taylor would be pretty happy with himself as well. Mm. I know Farrah didn't look too happy last week. There was a bit of a fraud smile, I think, walking back into the sheds. But yeah, well. Alan Jenner, how bad was Sean Johnson really far up this week? He wasn't the greatest, I can understand that, but calls to drop him uh, ridiculous. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't alone. <laughs> no, nah, he wasn't alone, no doubt. There were some blokes that contributed, but all around, they've got a lot of things they need to change. I can't believe how many people calling for his head. And then the other thing about dropping him, he's fresh off an injury, a major injury. So for people well, talking... And then also, who's going to replace him? You know, people are talking like the year before when he came off the golden boot. If you're off the golden boot in New Zealand to a full pre-season, you're healthy, and you're just playing like a bastard, fair enough. He's come off a major injury. He's well, two games back he's in. Not, so. He's not a 10-game first grader who needs to be dropped to learn the lesson. He knows. No, but he's two games back from a major surgery. I don't too, care about so. that. I'm just saying that he's, he's a senior player in that team. You don't drop senior players in teams. You just don't do it. They need a bit of a shake-up. Yeah, someone in there just has to, as far as I'm concerned, sit down and have an absolute blow-up until everyone to pull their finger out. Basically. Someone's got to do it. But uh, at the moment, even Ryan Hoffman on the weekend looked a little bit dejected, which well, was kind of sad. Well, because he was contributing so. as much to it as anyone else. Yeah, he didn't exactly. have a great game. He didn't have a great game. What have we got here? Expected an electric start from the Warriors this season. Awesome lineup and payout are not working on the paddock. Well, again, God knows how you fix that problem. There's but, a million... but, Benny, we... Tell me the last time the Warriors had an electric start to a season. Never. They always do well during the origin period. So, Daniel Hollands, Kurt Mann. Oh, sorry, that was his worst. Question, do Sharks need Gal? Well, no. said the other year, as soon as he went out, that Graham and Fafita and these guys would do better. They don't need him. But he, he makes them better. Similar to Farrah. He makes them better. Yeah, well, I think he ru- ruins the structures half the time. He sharks a lot yeah, of runs. I, so. I think they do. They need him. He's a leader. Uh, he's the origin captain. Uh, he's definitely going to make the side better, but they, def- they don't need him. Like He's the be-all and end-all of that team. No, that's what I'm saying. If he was done, no you, you're saying do they need him to win the comp? Do they need him to make the finals? Or I that? think they need him to win the comp. I, don't I think, think, I the I think they can survive. They, don't, they can't win a comp without leadership. 
It's uh, NRL Profits, our friends over there. Imagine if Tedesco went to the Raiders. It's a oh, hell of yeah. a thought, but I think Jack Whiten's doing a pretty good job. Well, he's that. nothing on Tedesco. No, but in that spine and the way they're playing, I think they've got a pretty good setup. So, But then again, if he goes there, they probably don't get Caesar. Well, they don't get one of the other players they've got. No, and they've spent a little bit of money again this year, beefing up their forward pack. But that's all the questions we have. So that's our Fast Five. We'll jump into our reviews of the games now. Uh, started off with Penrith and the Bulldogs, as we mentioned. 18-16, they won in the 80th minute. The first 20, it was just wow from the Panthers. They were very aggressive. They kept trying to work over the middle. Got repeat sets through sour, high tempo. Um, they got those points. The Dogs were absolutely gassed. And then the second half, it just completely flipped. Well, basically, I think that's the, the brightest start from the middle of the field from the Panthers I've seen in probably three years. Uh, we said, and I've said uh, pre-season and last week as well, that no one in the Panthers forward pack scares me. For the first 20 minutes, McKendry and Campbell Gillard were scaring blokes. They were ripping into people. They were winning in the middle of the field and they led 12 0. But they just couldn't maintain the rage for 80. No. Um, so, and that Matungi was thing good for, too. He was good. Matungi was really good. So they stepped it up again. But Penrith, Penrith have got to deliver that every week. Sam McKendry's got to play like that every week. He's getting paid to play like that every week and he's not playing like that every week. No. And, uh, yeah, I think good. that's the difference in the game. You know, and. and they lost Tolman early, the dogs. Yeah. Uh, he went off, obviously, with a concussion from that Campbell-Gillard play, which was a cracker hit. Uh, but you just saw the, the ability of the dogs to withstand um, and take punishment, take punishment. And then with half an hour to go, it was a matter of if not when. And they almost ran out of time. Penrith it was very, very gutsy, but they've, they've got to find some points. And the Bulldogs... Uh, I had them outside my eight. I still think that they're going to struggle to make the eight, just based on what I've seen. Um, but they are a tough side and they are a fit side and they are well, uh, they're they going to be they're not going to beat themselves. They went away, I think, from the power game in the first half, then got back to it in the second. And the simple way I saw it, Penrith couldn't buy a try. When you give that side and they play their power game 50-50 possession, they slowly but surely in the battle for field position were just starting their sets closer and closer, and they just mm. wore on Penrith. That try near the end with the line break where Hopwide dropped it back on the inside from a boy, that was the beginning of the end. I thought. You just kind of got the feeling as long as they kept going set for set, they were going to keep chewing up the field position. And 80th minute, it wasn't the, the prettiest try I've ever seen again, but they literally just ground Penrith out for the whole second half. They made well, them hold on to the first Penrith didn't minute. get off their line in that last uh, little bit there. They defended going no, backwards and tried to slide. The whole second half, they were just on the back. Gordon Tallis actually highlighted something on the Matty John show last night that Sal was held out at marker, which was missed. Um, he was sort of saying the bunker should have picked it up, but the bunker wasn't asked to pick it up, and it's the job of the pocket referee, I'd imagine, to get that. That's what he should be well, looking at. The one focus on the ruck, so... Uh, yeah, and there was space there, but in the end, Penrith didn't get off their line. They made the tackle on their trial line. That's the reason he fell over and scored. Uh, look, I think the difference in the game for me was James Graham and Mbai. Uh, and just the inability of Penrith to score points. They, mm. they couldn't score points. Uh, and I thought, a positive for Penrith, I thought uh, outside of the ones we've already highlighted, I thought uh, Peter Wallace looked good at night. I, I thought that, that worked. I thought it worked. Uh, they defended Tyrone Peachy in the middle, played Tyrone Peachy as the 5'8", but defended him in the middle, Wallace in his normal position on the edge, and then played Wallace at nine. I thought it worked well. And it's good to see that he's put the ego in the pocket and he's gone along with it. Because obviously that was... Uh, the start of the issue with um, him and Griffin at Brisbane, or that's what is it, it's rumoured to be. But for me, he's shown no signs of it 
being an issue for him. He's he's put the team first, and it's credit to him. Yeah, he busted his backside, and Bayer was very good. Carrot Holland kicking that goal on his debut, that was a pretty massive moment as well. But uh, the Panthers have got the Broncos at home this week. The Dogs, they play the Eels. That should be a cracker game. But speaking of the Broncos, 25-10 over the Warriors. I thought the Warriors were better, but basically what we said last week, the Broncos in these early rounds, they're just going to throw the jab, stick to the basics, and find a way to win. And uh, even though... The Warriors had a million more tackles inside the 20, and they had plenty of chances. Only made one error up until about the 60th minute. I still didn't ever feel that Brisbane were, you know, lost control of that game or didn't have a chance to win. And in particular, when the injuries happened to Manu Vatavai and Blake Ashford, when they reshuffled that edge and had to put Roach out there, I thought that was a big mistake. They would have been better off putting Mannering or someone who's defended on an edge because that's, when a, that's when a bench happened, hooker. The game was gone anyway. Well, they were attacking the left side. That's where they had their money in the first half and got two tries. As soon as Roach went into that centre position, they scored both times on the right on his edge, and that's not a great position for a young bloke to be out in the centres when you're a middle player. Yeah, but he's making decisions on the run. I sort of I know I he's can get that. Um, run, I thought that they made they had two ten minute patches where they looked the better side, um, but they just make an error or they give away a dumb penalty, um, or they their fifth tackle options were terrible. Yeah, they kicked dead um, way too many times, and they to me. Their forwards, I don't know, they're just not laying a platform as, as much as they, they could or should. I thought Brisbane rolled sort of down the field on them pretty easily. And then you got Madalino, like he started, again, he started Gavay, Madalino on the bench. Then Madalino comes on and does some stupid things. He did a cannonball tackle, which he should have been yeah, putting on the ball suspended. And then he did a shoulder charge on Corey Oates. And just stupidity. Re- repeat offences within three years with extra loading. Yeah, so. And a lot of people are saying, oh, the Warriors' outside backs were terrible. But I don't know how you blame your outside backs in a game that was won and lost through the middle of the field. No, it's no different to the Tedesco thing. And people, not you're not looking at it deep enough. At the Roosters, they rolled forward and their halves engaged the line, which is what they're not doing at the moment. They're just giving him the ball going sideways. There's nothing for him to work with. So he I don't know check out the most him. running metres and in yeah. most touches in the game. He was the toughest to player all, on the Warriors. Of all your little quality moments or the highlight reel things you're looking for, he's not getting them because they're not rolling forward and they're not giving him anything to work with. So mm. the fact that he's still etched out almost 230 doing the dirty yardage work as he does is credit to him. Well, it's also not helping that Isaac Luke is fat. He's five kilos overweight. Um, and a lot of people are saying that's because he's... Maguire was hammering him, and that's the reason why he left, because he didn't want to train as hard as what Maguire demanded. Now, I don't totally agree with the fact that Maguire flogs him all year round, but he definitely played some good football under Maguire, uh, and I don't think he's fit. He doesn't look fit. Uh, He's not getting out of dummy half and running. Uh, He's struggling to keep up the play, as far as I'm concerned. They carry an extra hooker for him, which they've paid him. He should be fit. He needs to get fit, trim down, be a first grader, and lead that side forward. You're on big coin. Um, You need to earn it. So... Look, I think Sean Johnson isn't playing great footy. Jeff Robson's playing worse footy than Sean Johnson. Uh, So there's a whole lot of contributing factors there. For me, forwards tuck the ball hard, run hard, get a roll on. Two of us, Ashek, will then be allowed to roll forward off, off the back of something. You know, for Warriors front rowers to be okay with Roger Tuivasa-Shek having the first run on basically every yardage set there highlights the problem to me in that that side. So for the people defending the Warriors forwards... Have a look at yourself and have a look at the game. To check, to say that you, you, your most dangerous and attacking player, you're going to run him on the on the play which the defensive line is most set. Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense at and all. And also, like I said, just give him the ball going sideways without a quick play of the ball. That's and not his go. That he's going to create something. It's not his go. It was and never his go at the Roosters, as you said. Number two, absolute pet hate. And this is just about for everyone that did whinge on there. I don't care about your super coach team and your points that you get for your super coach team. 
And neither does Roger Tuivasa Shek no. or any of the first graders. Well, I've got him in. I've got him in fantasy, and I, I was mate. Every time he had a run, I was wrapped because I knew that he he wasn't going to be effective in that in that offense. No, the way they're playing, he works his back. He works off. his butt off. But all that other stuff is coming off the rest Rubbish. of it. So for anyone defending the forwards or the backs or the halves, give yeah. yourself just a just have a look at the numbers. And I'm not really a numbers man. Have a look at the numbers, watch the game, and there's absolutely no argument that can be had. The Broncos forwards ran all over the Warriors yeah. forwards. Matt Gillette was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. He's, he's oh, another I one him last right week. Now. Live, watching him live last week, the leg speed of that bloke and his ability to find a quick play of the ball, regardless of oh, how many the, defenders are in the on the dirty tackle, work, the defensive mate, he is, at the moment, he's he's my favourite player. He's the watch. other one, I think, again, if we're talking green or gold jerseys in a couple of weeks or whatever. Well, no brainer. Up. Picked on form, he's he's the right edge He's grabbing right. one. But even Boyd, I thought Boyd had one of his better games. He looked yeah, sharp. Good. Milford is absolutely outstanding. I still, Josh Boyd McQuire. shits me when he gets up and whinges and. Yeah, he does it. He does it once or twice that a game. First carry. Yeah, the and then he slow shit their whole set down. The first carry. Though was what reminded me of when he was at the Dragons and he oh, had that massive year. Yeah, and I did. was kind of for he a moment going, "That's, that's good stuff." But yeah, Maguire was massive as well. But Brisbane, just clinical. Um, Ten losses in a row for the Warriors. They play Melbourne this week at home. If they lose, this might be the end of McFadden. Broncos play Penrith, as we said. But the Raiders against the Roosters, twenty-one twenty down there in the nation's capital. Tough win. Absolutely no ball. They killed themselves in the first half. Just absolutely error riddled. Two late tries to make it sixteen-six. They could have shut down, but. They come out second half with some serious heart. No fence and Croker went off, reshuffled this side, and they found a way to win. And right near the end there, after the Papali double and Croker's try where things were on a knife's edge at 20 all, that 40-20 from Hodgson, that was a massive play. Yeah, it was. But before that, the Roosters had two sets that they could have kicked the field goal yeah. in and somehow that crapped the bed. That shows the inexperience of their hearts. I don't know what they were doing. Nah. We've 12 players in the field. Yeah, but then again, Jake Friend's got to control that set. Like, he, he's thrown a pass on play four on both occasions, which have run, the, run them into a corner on play five. So I think everyone's got to take some responsibility. Jackson Hastings has been around long enough to know how to set up for a field goal. Yeah. Come on. I mean, well, they they, they've all got to be accountable for that. They absolutely And it, not, it didn't happen just once. It happened twice. So if yeah. I'm if I'm Robinson, I'm tearing strips off the off the sheds after that game. Like we said. Definitely. And it led to a kick dead, um, and then they've... Come, the, the Raiders come down, slotted a field goal easy, first time. Um, Sammy Williams, good player. So, I mean, it was a game the Roosters should have won about 15 different times. They didn't. Uh, the, Ra- the Raiders tried to lose it 15 different times, and they, they didn't. Found a um, and even with the man in... Like, the Roosters conceded a try with the, with the Raiders with 12 men. Yeah, that's what's up. they had 12 yeah. men to kick the two come chances at field goal, and they didn't get either of them either. Come on. I thought their bench was huge. Soliola, when he came on, was massive. Well, he got knocked out. Like, let's go. He got knocked out during that game, and they no one picked it up. He was at one point. He was tackling no one. Uh, so that's one that the concussion side. All these goody two shoes out there, they're picking up on all of it. They want to. If someone cops a little knock, they want to drag him off the field. He was KO'd by um, Napa, laid out cold, and they, they allowed him to keep playing. Yeah, ridiculous. Well, they have a doctor on TV there. Someone's obviously missed that. So. <sighs> Uh, but Hodgson, I've got to give a rap to again as well as those bench forwards. It did a really good job, I thought, to show a bit of calmness. Second week in a row, getting thrown at the halves and make a play like that. Um, that, that was massive. So, good win by them. The Roosters, their halves definitely show their experience there. Yeah, like well, how said. much has Pierce hurt in that side? They need a bit of guidance. Their forwards, I didn't think Napa and Evans were too bad in the first half. Tokyo, pretty solid, but yeah, 
you got Rory Hargroves, Boyd Cordner, a couple all these older heads to come back. So well, and you're missing. It's all going to come three down. Three out of four years spine from last yeah, year. It's all going to come down to where they are middle of the year. I think Origin they're basically unaffected, but their record middle of the year when they get these guys back mm. uh, is going to have a big part to play in whether they make a run home. But it doesn't get any easier. They go to Townsville to play the Cowboys. Does they not? The Raiders injury rattled a little bit still without both their halves. I don't know if Fenson will be ready to go. They Lewis suspended, uh, but they get Newcastle. So you'd like to say it's a bogey, but after two tough games and a couple of injuries, hopefully this isn't one they drop. It's these, in Newcastle as well. These are the ones they have to win. Mm. These are the ones they really have to win. So, um, you know, they could be three from three and have a massive start to the year. But Newcastle, speaking of them, this game we don't really want to spend much time on. No. 48 to 6. It was brutal. Both the hookers, I thought, were brilliant. The forwards rolled. Halves were really good. Keery showed no signs of any of the off-season stuff. Burgess... Goodwin, Hunt, I could... Just everyone. What do you, who do you want to highlight? No, well, it's easy you can to play good against a rubbish team. Oh, they're horrible. They're a New South Wales Cup team. But, yeah, Jaylene Feeney had a hard day. Um, Uwate, for a bloke that's on half a million, I can't believe how oh, far that oh, we, oh, you know who You know who said that? Who? Nicole, my partner's fiance. She said, he, didn't he used to be good? A few years ago. That was ago, her classic comment. Just yardage, everything he used didn't to do. Didn't he used to be good? And, no. and there was, I couldn't argue. Well, I was like, well, he was. He was He was a leading try scorer. He was an origin player. He used to carve up every week. And now he's just a shadow yeah, well, of himself. Again, all these and his people, confidence is gone. All these people whinging about Nathan Brown. I salute you, Nathan Brown, for dropping Cade Snowden, who's on a mint and on a contract. And Smith, to me, and a couple of these older guys weren't that impressive either. So if he literally feels like rolling out a New South Wales Cup side every week for the rest of the year, I can't blame him. And it sort of sounds like we're contradicting ourselves because we said we wouldn't drop Johnson. But I think... Snowden's been underperforming for three years. Yeah, and he's on uh, you know, mass coin and he's off. Sean Johnson's struggling for the first two weeks on the back of an injury, yada, yada, yada. So there's reasons that you need to wait. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Up here, I, I totally agree. You, you couldn't pick him, could you? And especially when the guys that have come in have gone no. well. The Safiti brothers have gone well. Yeah, that's all, mate. That's all they're going to do. That's what they're doing. If you're a Newcastle fan out there... And you just say, look, you're on big coin. You're not delivering. Yeah, yeah sit on the bench. You because we know that we're not going to make the eight. You can't be offended by it. It's as simple as this. They are going to sift through everyone there that's got a contract the last couple of years or that, th- you know, that someone's put there. Fitzgibbon, you saw a play. You're going to see the Safitis. All these guys are going to get rolled through. They're going to figure out who's got what it takes to play NRL football. Oh, we've got nothing against Newcastle. No. I don't think we need to defend it's ourselves. It's just the reality. That's the it's call. The reality it's, it is the what it is. It wouldn't matter what jersey they're wearing. It, Nathan Brown, kudos. But, yeah, it's done you, the right you thing. can highlight a million players. A lot Burgess, like I said, but against a bad team, yeah. um, they all just absolutely carved them. Yeah, Walker let's move will, on for that game. Good in a second game as well. Boys versus men. Terrible side. But this week, they play the Dragons at the SCG, so hopefully the Dragons... Well, the Dragons will. They'll step up for that. They have to. Newcastle at home. Home against Canberra. We Canberra just on that. Missing a couple of blokes, but again, uh, still a danger game. When you go to Newcastle, hopefully they show a bit more heart. But the Eels, a massive win over the Cowboys, 20-16. to 16. It was a tough game, but um, as much as everyone was going, oh, the Cowboys are poor, they made a lot of errors, I thought they did well, a... Well, the Eels are forcing the errors. They did a ridiculously good job to the 80th minute as far as defensive pressure and tempo, and 
I really thought that was probably uh, they said. It well, the they still don't. They don't have a culture of winning, Parramatta. No, they, they didn't. They, they shit themselves at the end because they thought, "Holy Harry, we're a chance of winning here." That was, and they stopped playing for the way that they had for the first seventy-five. That was the quietest first half, and that was highlighted in the commentary I've ever seen from JT. They shut him down, and even in the second half, I thought four and that edge in particular. It was it, it was there. effective and not grubby. They didn't do anything grubby no, to drop the person, you know. And the, the calls were during the week. Oh, Bo Scott's going to whack. Thurston, he did nothing of the, of the kind. I didn't think there was anything dirty done. I thought they did a really good job on him. But really, the Cowboys, their own worst enemy, they made a shitload of errors. Uh, they didn't kick well. They, did, they didn't do a lot of things well. No, and they only just got beat. Okay. And that just highlights the quality of their side. Yeah, I wouldn't be too worried. So well done, Parramatta. Good um, forward pack. I thought uh, Kenny Edwards, he threw a stupid pass late, but he was really good. thought Paulo looked good. Mau again. Um, they all dug in. Kaiser Pritchard, when he came on late for T- Pete, who's a tough he, he, bastard. Kaiser Pritchard was good the, good uh, the week before. He's, and he's playing way above his weight. Oh, massively. He's had a couple of injuries, but it was nice to see him in there. Um, and again, I didn't think the halves were outstanding, but it makes a big difference when you've got people at least controlling your direction. set compared to the week before when they had Luke Brooks. Uh, sorry, not Luke Brooks, Luke Kelly, which yeah, direction. they were just completely lost, but... Uh, all around tough effort by after, after Hammer and Manor last week, he, he did. He picked up this week. Yeah. Um, he was better, but still not as effective as the other middle forwards. Uh, one thing I wanted to say, I understand why they started <coughs> cost Jason in the fact they probably thought they're going to cop a barrage. I don't. But I, if Granville... Yeah, but that's what I'm Plus talking about. Plus he's Granville last year, they did it four times. Jeez. They lost every one of them when they started him off the bench. And he's a quality footballer, so I don't know why you're worried about him getting in the rough and tumble. He's small. Why it, change what works? He's small against any team you play. So he's always going to be in the wars, realistically. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, Ethan Lowe, great player. He had another, yep. another really good game. Turn it into uh, a, well, origin quality. Well, he's a Queenslander, unfortunately. So. But I'm just saying, he's yeah, origin quality. Another very good footballer and off contract this year. So that's one I don't think your mob wouldn't mind seeing yeah. in the back row if you were going for a younger blood. Mm. Very good footballer. But uh, the Dogs play the Eels this week. That should be a really good game. Looking forward to that one. Hope for the Roosters show a little more fight this week against the Cowboys. But I'm expecting it to bounce back in a big way. Up at Townsville. This one, again, doesn't need much time. The Sharks, 30-2 over the Dragons. First 20, they dropped a heap of ball. Even with a bloke putting well, the sin bin. I think it was only... It was two all after half an hour. They took the penalty goal, but with a sin bin, they got nothing. And then Townsend just well, tore their yeah, heart Yeah, they took the two on the back of it. That just shows you their Negative. mentality. Yeah. They're like, we can't score. They were so 10 they're out. saying, we can't score. Yeah. 10 out, 13 on 12. Yeah, and we've just ran Ridiculous. 90 metres. Gassed yard, but... Chad Townsend. Chad Townsend's finished to the half. He's a fantastic footballer. I've heard people question him, saying, oh, they should drop him to fit Holmes and Jack Bird at fullback. Like, that one as well. Give yourself a triple. If you watched last year, he's half the reason Sean Johnson played so well for that run they had. And then I heard him knocking his form at the end of the year. That's a low act in my eyes, because we all know that he had a massive family issue going on with his partner's wife, who was ill. And he was trying to make a decision about coming back here. So. Yeah, but also, the Warriors sucked at the end back in yeah, Washington. Yeah, but just to even put that in question. Like, so what, are you going to blame him for it? They, Please, yeah, they, they all, no, they're all ordinary. Exactly. He's a good footballer, and probably the best thing for Sharky's fans out there, you've still got improvement in your spine. They haven't even glued yet. No, they haven't. So, it's, again, six to eight weeks, I said last week. Once that all kind of figures itself out, they're going to be a very dangerous football side. But uh, it was nice to see Andrew Fafita put his head on and play some footy. Well, I thought David Fafita was better than I thought they were both good. Though. I thought for, uh, David outplayed him on, on Saturday. And I'm not saying That's that Andrew was them, bad. want them to play Andrew like definitely that, wasn't bad, but that was almost Dave's best game in first grade. I thought they were both really good. Lewis and Graham were good as well. Um, just all around. I was impressed with the Sharks, but yeah, the Dragons, penalties, drop ball. Man, can't score. Terrible, no points. Paul McGregor, love you. 
as a bloke, very good defensively. Not obviously in this game, but love you as a bloke. He's just oh, he's a good bloke. He's knocking about when he yeah, talks. He's, he's straight bloke. up and down. I like that he's just yeah. front up with the media, but you got to work on your attack. Well, for, all, for two years now, for all the things, all either. things you put into place, which are pretty good, your attack's got to change, or you got to hand the reins to somebody else because what he's doing is not working. And, well, you I think he would have, think he would have identified that at the back end of last year. That's He's got Ben Hornby and Dean Young, I think, working on the staff there. They, they come from that bloody team that kicked field goals and just ran down the left-hand yeah, you've side. Got to, so. you've, got to attack, you've got to attack to suit the players you've got, yeah. and they're not doing that. Well, I thought that was one of Widdock's worst games in grade two, to be honest. Terrible. He was uh, Terrible. on another planet. Might forget, but he was great the week before. So. Yeah, well, they've got to play south, so that's not going to be an easy task, but a game I'm looking forward to. They should fire up for that one. Cronulla, they go to Manly on Monday night, and they were outsiders with WilliamHill.com, so I've already had a bet on that one. Thank you, William Hill. Leave me alone. Melbourne and the Titans. We watched this one. Titans made a good start, but ended up 34-16. Well, I think we led after 33 minutes, 34 yeah. minutes. When it was 10-6, I think they must have taken the walkie-talkie out there because I thought we were sleepwalking, and uh, Bellamy must have dropped a couple of C-bombs because they grabbed a, a fairly easy try, to be honest. Blake Green, a couple of big boppers fell off him, four blokes. To be, and then Cameron Smith, 40-20, ripped the heart out just before half-time, really. Yeah, but um, before that... The green try, they defended three sets on their line, like just dumb errors coming out of yardage. So, I think Dave Shillington made the error. Um, I, I thought he was pretty ordinary on Sunday night, to be fair. But look, I was happy with how they how they played. Their effort, as always, was great. Um, Melbourne, they weren't that good, but the Titans were good. So you, you can't always be be good. You're only as as good as the opposition allows you to be. Um, look, and Melbourne, the, the class run through, and that's the difference between, and similar as we said to the Dogs, they didn't have it all their, their own way no. on Thursday night, but the difference between the good sides and the sides that finish down the bottom is being able to weather those periods yeah. and, kick and, then, the and then when you get your opportunities, take them, and Melbourne were fantastic. Melbourne basically switched it on right at the I end of the half. I thought Cooper was pretty ordinary. He was terrible. Mm, Blake Green outplayed him. Munster was outstanding. I thought Smith just... Oh, yeah. Munster again, I couldn't believe anyone was like, so is he going to play fullback for the rest of the year? I'm like, did you watch last year? Yeah, just leave it. We've already said it. And he was brilliant. He was good. Got a double, played really well. Um, the There's other... no surprise in that. Like, and no. you know what? It's perfect. You can't be picked for Queensland this year because they decided to can him, so he's no, going to be there, not going to which is great. Just anyone going, I think, oh. I think he, mate, I think he'd be an outside chance. Do you think he'd play fullback? I'm like, did you yeah, watch, leave it. Did leave you watch it. last year? Said it 15 times. Really? Ridiculous, but... Uh, who else? Yeah, Will Chambers, we already mentioned as well. Yeah. He had a really good game. So they got the Warriors this week on the road. I'm happy that's early in the year. Usually they always put us here during Origin, which is a waste because this is a cracky game, usually. Yeah. They usually love firing up for us. So Which usually ends up. We'll see what happens. And, uh, they can't last well, I think they've got it this year, don't they? It's round, I don't know. We're playing them again in round nine. I don't know if that's no, it's not. around the exact day exactly. time, but. Um, yeah, see what happens with that one. Round six, round seven, usually ends up there, I think. Your mob, you play the Tigers next week. Yeah. At home. So. Which would be good, I think. Tigers have good looked game. pretty sharp first two games. This one should be interesting. But speaking of them, they wrapped the round up 36-22 over Manly. Much like week one, they had to win the game twice. But wow, their attack. Their yeah. attack when it's on. It reminds me of 05. They just have zero care factor. They're willing to roll the dice. Yeah, And exactly. that's good, positive football. Like... That first one, literally where they got the repeat set off a poor kick, I thought, by Brooks for Moses just to look over the top and go, yeah, I'm going for it. Great football. Heads up football. Yeah. He in particular has surprised me. Out of the two, I've always kind of looked at Brooks and thought he looks more likely. The moment they've taken the shackles off the first two weeks, I think he's been exceptional. Mitchell Moses. 
Tedesco. Mitchell Moses defended well too. Yeah, and he's finally starting bit. to put a little bit of size on, but all of them. And uh, David Offaluma is another one that's going real well. Healthy. He's improving. Healthy again. Yeah, but like you can see, he struggled a little bit first year, improved, improved, and then now he looks oh, like that elite his level His first year was back. brilliant. Last year, after an ACL. Yeah, but it was a bit of a flash in the pan, and he had an injury. Yeah, but he had a strap knee, busted ankle. And then oh. now you look at him, he's fit, he's, he's had that four years of experience. Look at him. We've seen what happens though when a bloke's injured. Sue as well, as you said, he was great. Oh, even Timmy Grant, like I said, we called no, first. Tim week. Grant, Everyone's... I tell you, I, I can't knock him. No, I said, but, I said like preseason, said, but we have to you'd be, be burning your money. We have to be blunt. I tell you what, the first two weeks, him and Chris Lawrence yeah. have been very, very good. And Woods, Woods is leading yeah. for the front, rolling in this captain's role. Again, there wasn't really many you could knock from there. And Simona's defense getting up, their whole attitude was brilliant. But Tedesco, next level, great football by them. Uh, well, Tedesco is Slaterish. Yeah, Manly's edges, this is the one thing that never has been a problem in the past, edge defence. The first two weeks, the edges have been terrible defensively. They just look disorganised on both sides. And I saw the same thing kind of again, a bit of lack of will, and I thought Matai was one of the only guys really, again, uh, Chaboyevic that fired up. Tapao came a light, I maybe. I thought Parcel, again, was good when he yeah, came on. quality, very quality player, but, uh, very sharp. He should just play 80. Tapao's second half was pretty good, but too little, too late, and two weeks in a row, I think he's, you know... Probably not really. I want to wrap Dylan Walker because I think he's trying hard. He's and I don't want to, I'm not going to bag him personally. I just think he's playing in the wrong position, clearly. Yeah. Last night, the only time he got the ball early and played straight and direct, he went straight through and scored. Yeah. They need to get him back in the centres and they need to work out who's going to play six mm. for the betterment of the side and the betterment of him. Well, I'm just, I'm really, all these teams, when anyone proves you wrong or plays it well above, I hope it, it's well, going to have. It's going to have. just admitted that. It's going to have to last for the year, which we've talked about before. Half these predictions I usually make again when I look at the roster, because as soon as teams get injuries, which is reality. Yeah, but you're judging on what we see. Yeah. You can't be stuck to these opinions. You, 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 your opinion should be based on what you see. Yeah, exactly. We've just seen two games, and our opinion before the season was based on paper and last year. Yeah. And last year on paper... What we what we called was what we called. What we we called what we saw. Now again, this our opinions are going to change every week based on what we see. And consistently for the first two weeks, they've been great. The Tigers. Yeah. Uh, and if they continue to play like that, they'll make the top eight. Yeah. Well, and we both had them in our bottom four. The Farrah side of things, like I said, no need at the moment. Uh, if he has the right attitude, yeah, that's like, yeah. But Charrington's like under the right circumstances. Yeah, I get all that. If but he puts his big ass ego you're not gonna aside, put him in the side. You yeah. kill yourself. But if he comes back in and starts playing Robbie ball, and it's all about me and being a pain in the ass, yeah. Well, I think takes things to off be the fair, rails. the the club sort of handcuff Taylor to that. They did, but I'm saying. So now Taylor, if I'm Taylor, I'm sitting back and going, "See, see, this is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. This but is this is why I didn't want him." When he comes back, though, if things derail and it goes sour quickly, surely they've got to back him. Is oh, basically that's... what I'm trying to get into. Not so much on the sacking, but if he wants to put him back in cup, who? Or, Taylor. Yeah, if he wants to put him in cup or do whatever. Yeah, then then they put him in the cup and they struggle, and then you're back to the same point in time. Well, again, they're not right? struggling right now, so no, they're not at the moment. If he comes, it's in... easy to it's easy to say all this when Robbie's not playing. Yeah, so it's he... going to the. the the test is going to be when he comes back. Well, they played last year with every single one of them, and they didn't play that well. The moment he's gone out, they've still got a fairly similar side. They've lost more. But I think also a lot of the players are now saying that he's relaxed the structure. He's relaxed. So you're, you, he's basically going to say to Robbie, just do what you want. Just play, work with these guys and do what you want, which I think will work. Yeah, well... We'll yeah. see, we'll see. So but I agree with what you're saying, mate. I agree. If his ego gets in the way, he's got to punt him. Yeah, well, if he's running his the, own... The, the, the issue I have is, is the club's handcuffed him to I that. I know that, but if he runs his own race, and like I said, we're seeing where they're playing right now, which is his vision, that I'm saying they have to back him. That's what I'm getting at. If he walks in after a couple of weeks and they're doing poor when he gets back in and going, look what he's doing, I want to put him in cup, or this is why I want to get rid of him, they have to back him. That's what I'm saying. Simple as that. 
Yeah, well, I don't see how I don't see how they do because they've already told him that you've stuck with him. You have to be here. You have to make it work. So it's just tough. And as well, I said, Taylor he, Taylor's on a hiding to nothing. If it's in his powers though to drop him to cup, if things do come to worst, I hope they at least back him in that sense. He may yeah, have a contract. So I, mean. I agree. And with they may saying, be tied to him, but on principle, I don't not, like the situation that Taylor's in because need, I don't see how he wins. Yeah, they need to keep things happy. So I don't know how mm. they do it, but I'd be walking in there regardless of circumstances, saying this is what I want for my football side. It's not well, a he did. So. He did. And um, it blew up in his face. If the worst comes to it, they have to back him. But Tigers, they go to play the Titans away this week. Manly, they're at home to Cronulla. I think that may be three losses to start the season. But there you go. There's the Fast Five. We've answered your questions. We've done the reviews of the games from the weekend. We'll now be joined by Mr. Gossett, and we'll give you the tips and the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And he's back. It is Mr. Gossip. What's doing, champ? Mate, can you hear this? Listen to this. <laughs> That's me cheersing to the new rules of the NRL this year. Absolutely loving the bunker system. Boys, what do you think? What'd you do then? That sounded like a loud <laughs> fart, like a slap. I felt he headbutted his phone. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think was a mud bar? Jesus, yeah. I did. <laughs> I, I, I literally thought you went Chuck Norris and just like headbutted your phone or something. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate. No, mate. No, just, um, it's been great. The first two rounds have been terrific. Um, last year, I was getting a bit bored. It was getting a bit predictable with all the block players, second man players, but I think it's... Um, yeah, we both agreed last week. That was the first thing uh, we kind of talked about when we came on, that just in general, the speed of the game, the flow of the game, there's some teams that are starting to play some attacking footy again. Uh, you know, the numbers aren't getting to the tackles as much. It's good to see games break open and not see things so structured and just big boppers coming on and off and the little men are getting more involved. So it's been great. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I'm not happy with the term shot clock, though. The shot clock? Because it sounds like the NBA. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you have a scrum, maybe can we get called a scrum clock? I don't know what we have to call it a shot clock, to be honest. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there, but it's, it's doing its job so far. No one's found no dodgy way around it yet, so hopefully we don't see anything kind of creep in anytime soon. Can the referee stop the shot clock, though? I think they can. Um, I think one someone may have said to us last week, I think it was Nigel Huntley asked about seeing somebody already trying to go the bit of the dodgy, but I think the refs have done a pretty good job policing it, so fingers crossed it stays that way. Yeah, they've got the 35 seconds and, yeah. If there's anything actually that kind of concerned me, Freddie Fittler pointed out on Friday, I'm more worried about people using the concussion test for a free run. There was a few people that went yeah. on and off uh, quite often, so I'm not saying they're rorting it. Yeah, but but that's, how, do you, how do you police that? Well, they need an independent doctor. We've talked about it a hundred times. but Yeah, but the independent doctor's still going to say, come off. Yeah, but if, if their club is going, oh, yeah, he's got a head knot, we'll go check him with our doctor and he passes and he comes back. It's a free switch, basically. That's what I'm saying. Mm. But, yeah, there's been a few of them. I wouldn't like to think the teams aren't that devious, but, uh, yeah, fingers crossed that doesn't become an issue. But what's cooking, champ? Much happening in the gossip world? Yeah, yeah well, I mentioned last week that um, Raiders' Dicky Wonga was, was off to French rugby, and that was confirmed this week uh, by the Raiders. He's, uh, he's gone at the end of June. Um, so, yeah, another one we've got there, boys. There you go. You've nailed it again, mate. Uh, no surprise, I suppose. They paid him pretty big money to get him there from Melbourne. 
He was good in his service. He played a couple of different positions, but they're pretty well served in a lot of spots now. So um, he's kind of... I think this week they named Branko Lee, who they re-signed last year, instead of him, obviously knowing that he's on the way up. But congrats to him. He was uh, a bust when he first got to the Roosters, made something of himself at Melbourne, became a fantastic player, and he's been pretty solid by at the Raiders. So good work, Scissor. Yeah, well, we we know all this last week, last week, didn't we? So he's better off uh, better off going there if he's yeah. not going to get a run. So yeah, no use playing cup. No, exactly right. Yeah. All right, Rocky. I don't know if you're excited about this one, mate. But the Titans uh, now late last week that they've re-signed local talent Kane Algie for two more years. Yep. Is that, uh, yeah, I was right? I was wrapped. I was wrapped. At least we've tied one up. So <laughs> we lost we lost Cherry Evans and we lost Caesar, but at least we've got uh, LG. But and I think, what did he sign for? 500k, something like that? Yeah, yep. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, obviously, the knee's a little bit of a concern, but, I mean, what do you do? You let him go and keep who we've got. Uh, I don't think that's the answer. So, happy to pay 500k for him, and hopefully he can stay injury-free over the next few years and we can start to climb up that ladder a little bit. Yeah, I think they'll surprise a few teams this year at the time. They're not going to make the eight, but they'll definitely... Cause a few upsets, yeah, I agree. They, they weren't far away on uh, Sunday night. Um, we nailed that in our in our reviews, but I was pretty happy with how they played on on uh, sorry on Sunday night. So uh, it was just a, a few ten minute lapses there and a few errors at key stages that cost them. But uh, good news if you're a Titans fan, and we haven't had much of it to be fair. So yeah, no, absolutely. All right, mate. Let's still on to the Raiders before um, they're finally confirmed. Signing Jason Hayward to the two-year deal. Um, we've been putting on the NRL gossip for quite some time now, but it's finally confirmed. But uh, I can confirm that the Eels are talking with James Tarmo as a replacement. Uh, it'll be interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I think Paulo, uh, I don't know whether he's he's been a solid first grader. I don't know whether he's an elite first grader. He's definitely got some ability. Ricky Stewart uh, obviously had some time with him at Parramatta and, and thought that he'd be beneficial to his side uh, down in Canberra. But... Where does he fit in there? Like, I mean, they've got a lot of on very good middles, so he's gonna, they're going to pay him big money to play off the bench. Well, they paid to Pine too, but I think the way they're going is big, dynamic, you know, extra skill. They're looking for explosiveness, footwork, offload. I get it. I just, my question mark would be how much money you're paying him when you've got Boyd and you've got Well, they've, Horn they've, and they've invested got... heavily in forwards. Yeah. That seems to be the go for them right now. Yeah. Um, they've obviously got the halves locked up as well, so I don't think it's a bad thing. When you when you realistically look at the side and the way they've structured things right now, they're almost they've got a bit of a win now. Kind of, they've got some younger blokes, but it's definitely a win now attitude with some of the young guys they've brought in. But well, what coach doesn't have a win now attitude? I mean, yeah. they have to win, otherwise they're gone. But yeah, they got Elliot Whitehead, I think, on a pretty reasonable deal. Hodgson, they got the halves now, so a couple of good forwards, good depth there. They, they definitely are front row short, I think. Yeah. So getting him there is not a bad thing. I think it's a pretty good move. I think Brooks and Moses Moses made a comment last week which was really strange that they're not going to be able to afford both of us I thought that was a ridiculous comment I I can't see how 
I mean, they've, they've played okay. Like, Brooks was okay last night. Moses has been good for two weeks, but I don't see how they can demand a pay rise based on two weeks. I mean, for the last two years, Ooh. Moses, for me, was a big reason why the Tigers struggled last year. Yeah, the big problem is they already paid him a fair bit. And well, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, how do they get yeah, an upgrade The on option... That? Yeah, well, it's a halves market too, though. So they're talking about other clubs willing to pay six fifty seven. So that's we all. But are they on six hundred? No, they're on about five apiece at the moment. But they're talking about this increase that they were talking about being six fifty seven for both of them, and clubs are willing to pay that. So if they don't want to take these options up with the Tigers, or the Tigers don't really want to pay, well, them. let's put it this way: the Tigers got the money there because I mean, who else is really eating to their cap apart from obviously Robbie Farrell? Yeah, but I think they've they've struggled to be able to spend their cap, so they've offloaded people for that reason, which is you know it's a sad circumstance to have. But they're yeah, basically... if you're another club, would you pay would you pay seven hundred for Moses? No, but I wouldn't have paid for Hodkins either. But that's what halves halves get basically whatever they want at the moment. Same yeah. as like you're talking about LG. I think LG's been great so far, but. Well, I think 500 is yeah, still for LG because yeah. he's he's a proven that prior, he can play well prior to the ACL. The money they were looking for again, just for or in buy, like that hasn't been sealed yet. They're talking he's going to get yeah, close. Yeah, buy was and buy was back end of the year. LG played like 18 really good games. Yeah, if if Thurston's on a million dollars and in buys on eight, that tells you the value that's on halves. That's well, all. Thurston's on more than a mil. Yeah, but basically where he's at and the value. What, of the what is what is market rate? You want to compare to these? you want to compare to these guys? Harves for me, I don't, I don't see how their stock has gone up in the last two years. Well, Harves get what they want at the moment, yeah. so that's okay. they just dictate the market. I just didn't like what Moses said, and like based on what you said, Keith, like if he's going through, um, if he's going through the uh, Panthers complex, I mean, well, what does that tell you? Yeah, so he's got the yeah, he's got the shop around mentality, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I definitely wouldn't be paying that much for him. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, I've got to get rid of the scoop, boys, uh, for the podcast. I've had a look on Facebook and Twitter all day today. No one else seems to have picked it up. But I've got very good mail that Conrad Harrell's been in talks with the Titans this week. He's very, very unhappy, as he would be at, at, at the Warriors. He's not getting a run there. He wants to stay in New Zealand, but if he's not going to get a run in the first grade, then the Titans are the club to have him. He wants to stay in New Zealand. Maybe he can just fly over and train and fly back for games. We'll fly him over for games. Goose. I watched him play... He should Cup. be playing for the Warriors. Watched him play Cup on the weekend. To be honest, they won 44-6. to six. He wasn't that impressive. I don't uh, care. He's better than Blake Ashford. I know. Running backwards. They murdered like the Tigers. <laughs> Albert Vete and a lot of guys. I tell you, he was really good. And I tell you what, he's going to be a hell of a first grader. The young bloke we already wrapped last year before, Arthur Hingana, mm. he's literally just turned 19. I've never seen a more controlled performance from a kid. Like He could have got so loose. He was, with about two minutes to go, he rolled one into touch. Like Just little things like that for the whole game. He didn't make one error. But Conrad, in all that bloodbath, he had a couple of his... Typical carries, but yeah, there, there wasn't too much to, first to call home for him. But I think he named him on an extended bench this week, so he hasn't put him in just yeah, yet. Well. Um, but yeah, if I was him, I'd be looking for a way out, that's for sure. Yeah, I would too. And um, would you be happy to have him in the Titans? Bloody oath. <laughs> Bloody oath. Mind you, mind you, the guys we've got there at the moment are doing a fair job. So, I mean, it's not desperation stakes for us, but I mean, at the right price and, uh, you know, under the right circumstances, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's not, not travelling as bad as the night, Jesus. No, exactly. Exactly. They don't, they don't have any hope, do they, really? No, they're rubbish. Anything else, right, champ? Right, boys? All done. All right, well, tips last week. You got six, we both got seven. Uh, I think the game that Cowboys. cost you... Nah, the he, Cowboys cost us. Yeah, we all tipped the Cowboys, but Keithy went the Dragons, so... Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Probably good there for about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very dangerous. While, while it was a penalty goal, the fault, <laughs> they did look good. Yeah. When it came to scoring yeah, a try. Yeah. Yeah, so week one, we all got five. This week, we skipped there by one. So we're both on 12. You're on 11. This week, things kick off. Thursday night, it is the Cowboys versus the Roosters up at North Queensland. Uh, I think they're going to bounce back in a pretty big way, and the Roosters have struggled the first two weeks, so I'm going to be going to the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Cowboys as well, uh, but, geez, I can't remember um, a season where the Roosters have gone three and zip. Well, this is going to be the one. <laughs> this is <laughs> going to be the well, you th- you'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, they've had a hard run of it, that's for sure. Um, and you look at it, what have they got this week? The only real change, they've got Mitchell Fry, who was my age at the Brisbane Broncos, still around Q Cup, 20s, who was, had a big name that then. That tells you where they're at. Well, Wayne Bennett took him to Newcastle with him and gave him a chance at Brisbane, and he still couldn't quite crack grades. So um, I don't know how he's played for Wyoming, but obviously good enough because they've chucked him in here. But, Cowboys got the same 17. Yeah, they've got an extended bench. Cowboys 1-17. to 17. You're obviously going to go with the Cowboys. That's a pretty amazing. Looks a bit, uh, a bit scattered. I don't know if it's Andrew Johns over there confusing the poor kid, but uh, he, he didn't look himself. Joey, good stuff, Joey. <laughs> Joey's teaching the important stuff. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Uh, but the odds for that one, we're all on the Cowboys with WilliamHill.com. They're a dollar twenty-five favourites. The Sydney Roosters four dollars minus ten and a half is the line. I would honestly almost look at the 13-plus market, to be honest. Uh, the 13-plus market, $2.10 if you're willing to get on the Cowboys. Stay away game, that one. Oh, There's I'll, no value there, mate. I'll, no value I'll, I'll like the Cows. I'm a big fan. Friday night, you got the Dogs versus the Eels. Usually a very, very good game. Uh, this one is ridiculously hard to tip, to be honest for me. I, I kind of want to lean towards Parramatta, but with... Pete's being out, even though everyone else is there. I'm a little bit shaky. I do like DeGoyce and Pritchard. I think they're solid enough, but I think I might go the Bulldogs to win this one in a close one. Eels. Mm. Mouthwatering game this one, but I'm going to go the Dogs as well. Just all good against Penrith as well. Yeah, I, I'm struggling, but I think the Pete's thing is a bigger blow than what they Eels expect. Eels just beat the Cowboys. I think the rotation... The Dogs struggle to beat the Panthers. Yeah, I think they're going to win. So... Uh, William Hill, they've got the Dogs at $1.52 favourites. The Parramatta Eels are $2.55. Minus 5.5 is the line on this one. I think you're looking at the 1-12 to markets for either side here. $3.10 about the Bulldogs. $4.10 about Parramatta. So looking forward to watching that one. And Super Saturday, it kicks off with an absolute blockbuster. Oh, Newcastle, how good are you going? They're at home against the Raiders. They do have... A couple of injuries, obviously, still their halves, but Lachlan Croker has been named. Does he play? I don't know. Fenson's been named as well, so even without their halves and how tough they've been the first two weeks, there's no way in hell I could back with the Knights with Brock's money or your money, Gossip, or my nan's money or anyone's money. So, Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Yeah, Raiders is an easy one. The Knights' defence last week was terrible. To look like you've already quit two games in, um, I know they're very young, but... Yeah, it's, but it's mind not, you, a short price favourite hasn't been knocked off yet. Well, to be honest, so, you know what was crazy? I looked at this. I looked at That's this. Good yeah, but you got to listen. Yesterday, a dollar ninety a piece. They were pick them. That was craziness. So I have no idea how you get to that point. But well, Canberra's away yeah, record. William their Hill, away record was better than their home record. Yeah, well, against Newcastle, the way they've been dusted. Yeah, Newcastle stink, no doubt about it. Insanity, but 
with WilliamHill.com. The Canberra Raiders are $1.60. Newcastle, $2.35. Minus four is the line. 13 plus I'm looking at right there is $3.10 for Canberra. $1.60 for Canberra against a side that's bad at football is pretty good odds. Yeah, well, I'm going to 13 plus at $3.10. But the Penrith Panthers, they play the Brisbane Broncos at home. They've been tough for the first two weeks, but struggling to score some points. That is the big issue. You're looking at Brisbane, Greg Eden. He's came in on the wing for Corey Oates. Otherwise, they are unchanged. So looking forward to the day that Anthony Griffin actually names a side that he's going to be the side. Yeah. Come on weekend. <laughs> because he's had a multitude of changes. And I don't know who he thinks he's kidding. No. Like, just tell us the team. Last Chip. week, they said, oh, uh, Peachy's played at nine. He's trained at nine all week. Okay, so he, he trained at nine all week. And then you just, what, on game night, you just had an epiphany and thought, oh, I might yeah. be Peter Wallace. I put him at six. Why do I like? I just don't like yeah, well, he's wasting yeah. his time, and against the Broncos, not going to work anyway. I'm going the Broncos. Yeah. One change, it's not phasing me. I'll stick. With yeah, them. I'll stick with the Broncos, but I think Penrith can win. Yeah, I'm going to go the Panthers, boys. Maybe I'm got my heart on my sleeve, but I think uh, they were close first two rounds as we both saw. They're not playing too badly. Um, Shane and Moylan's not back. Um, I'm not a big fan of Will Smith at the back, but he did have a blinder apparently in Reggie's last week, giving kick the forty twenty, but. Um, yeah, it's Griffin up against his old club as well, so I'm sure he'd like to get a win there. Yeah, well, they're going to have to find four tries. Yeah, they're going to have to find yeah. four against a side that is better at turning people away from their line than anyone else in the comp, especially on repeat sets. Uh, uh, easy one for me with Brisbane, but they are the favourites with WilliamHill.com. They're $1.50. The Penrith Panthers, $2.60. Minus six is the line. Uh, a tighter one, I'd probably predict again that Brisbane may not explode, but one to 12, you get $3 for them, Four fifteen for the Penrith Panthers and the last one on Super Saturday it is your mob the Gold Coast against the Tigers up at their stadium Seabus Super Stadium uh, I've gone the Tigers obviously off exposed form but I think this would be a pretty good game yeah I'm going to tip the Titans up there uh, I think West's are ready to pop if that uh, is the right term but uh, look I think the Titans they'll take a lot out of that game against Melbourne uh, West obviously they've beaten up on the Warriors who are rubbish and they're beaten up on Manly who are rubbish so I don't know about their form but I think on exposed form West deserve to be favourites uh, but I think up there on the Gold Coast uh, Tigers first away game I'll, I'll back the Titans Yeah the media are in love with the Tigers at the moment and I think they forget that the Tigers won their first two games last year as well then the season sort of went uh, downhill but um, yeah, the Titans aren't a bad bet in this game but I think on form this year you'd, you'd have to tip the Tigers but I think it'll be a close one um, a danger game for the Tigers because they can generally get up to the bigger teams but some of the Tigers could really knock them off. Yeah, well, the odds, they are the favourite with WilliamHill.com. They're $1.75. The Tigers, $2.10 about the Titans there at home. Minus two is the line. I'm looking at the 1-12 to 12 markets again for this one. The Titans are $3.70, $3.35 about the Tigers for 1-12. to 12. Sunday, my mob, the Storm, they travel over to New Zealand to play the Warriors. Usually a danger game for us, regardless of how they're playing. They just seem to always turn up when they play the Storm, but I think this one has got McFadden's future riding on it. I don't really feel too good about the Warriors' chances. I will back Melbourne to knock them off over there. So I'm going to tip the Warriors. I think this is an all-in game for them. Uh, first home game. I don't know whether Melbourne are going that great at the moment. Uh, if they're ever going to beat them, this will be the time that they can. I can't see them beating them later in the year. Uh, based on what I've seen so far. But uh, the Warriors, yeah, they improved last week. Uh, I expect them to improve again, and uh, I'm going to tip them. What do you guys make of Sean Johnson at six? I don't think it's, I don't think the number on his back 
He's still playing the same sides, still playing a similar role. Um, I just think the forward pack's got to start going forward a little bit more. Uh, their last tackle options have been terrible, and that's both him and Robson. Uh, but, yeah, I think there's a, there's a whole lot of different reasons. They're just not playing the right style to suit the, the current rules and the, the way the game's played early in the year. So they need to get to going forward, playing direct, um, and I think that'll Sean Johnson will then come into his own. So, But he's, his confidence does look down a little bit. Yeah, I, I think the Storm will win this game, but next week the Warriors have got the Knights, and I think that'll give them some confidence back, and then they'll start a, uh, on a bit of a winning spree. It's perfect. Next week they'll come good. This week I think um, perfect time down. to perfect time to sack McFadden. If they lose this week, sack McFadden, then your new coach is going to come and you get a win straight away. Justify your decision. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, yeah, the club, coach, the clubs will be thinking like that. So who? who? Well, yeah. clear. Who? Oh, yeah. He took the storm. He's on the storm. I was listening. Good beans. On the Storm. <laughs> well, a couple of changes maybe for the Warriors, but Storm have gone 1-17. to 17. Uh, They've named Vatu Vai, even though he may not play. Ashford as well, who may Vartu not play. Vai won't play. So he's got Hurrell, Jonathan Wright on an extended bench with John Pallavi. Vete is definitely on the bench because Sam Lasono's out with a shoulder injury and Charlie Gubb's in for Faitala Mariner, who's got uh, an injury of his own. So see what happens there. The other game on the Sunday, it is the Clash... At the SCG, it's the Dragons versus South. So I definitely think the Dragons will put in a better effort, but I'm definitely going with the Bunnies. Well, I don't think the effort's bad. They just can't attack. They, they can't score. They play sideways. Um, they're a tough side. They'll defend well, but South will have too many points for them. Um, and until they address their attack or until they can fix their attack, they're going to struggle to beat most sides in the comp. I love games at the SCG. Uh, I'd love to go out this game, but I think I've got some things on. But, um, yeah, I think the Rabbitohs will be too good the Dragons I think the Dragons still think it's 2010 to be honest with some of the players we said that last um, week same plays they're running the same plays they ran five years ago the attack's dreadful it's just yeah. there's no imagination whatsoever and uh, rightfully so the Outsiders with WilliamHill.com they're $2.85 of the Dragons $1.42 about the Bunnies minus 7.5 is the line um Again, did you see it going to 13 plus? I'm not so sure. I think Dragons will be a little more resilient. So 1 to 12 is $3.10 for South. If you think St. George can grind one out there, $4.50. But the round concludes at Brookvale Monday night against the Shark side that I'm a big fan of. And I think once the spine glues and everything comes together, uh, together it's going to be quite dangerous in probably six to eight weeks. But uh, I'm going to go the Sharks to knock Manly off. Sharks, easy. Yeah, Sharks, hey. Trent Barrett. Well, welcome to coaching, Trent. You've had a off season to get that sorted. So, <laughs> you know, I, I just don't, I don't understand how he, he watched training and watched opposed games and watched trials and thought that Walker at six is going to work. I yeah. don't, I don't get it. Yeah. So. Well, I think again, this is another one I can't believe. They're outsiders, the Sharkies. So that's my bet of the week for anyone out there if you want to have a crack. Two dollars about the sharks with WilliamHill.com. A dollar eighty for Manly minus one and a half is the line. Uh, to be honest, I don't know if it'll reach a, a thirteen plus market, but I'd be willing to take either of these on the Sharkies. One to twelve, three sixty five, thirteen plus if you like it. Four dollars fifteen. Uh, I'm pretty confident that they will dust Manly. To be honest, no, I'm confident they'll beat them. I don't know whether they'll dust them, but I don't know whether Cronulla's attack is as good as what the Tigers are showing at the moment, but. Uh, remains to be seen. We'll see how they go. Brookvale's a different beast as well. Leichhardt last night, obviously, um, gave the Tigers plenty of reasons to play like they did. So I think probably a 1-12 game to Cronulla. 
Yep. Well, that wraps up the tips for this week and all those odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. And remember that you can bet live with William Hill in play. They've moved on with the times, unlike a lot of other betting agencies out there. But uh, looking well, back at... you can bet live on your app. Yeah, well, looking back at our tips here, there's a couple of different. Brock's gone the Eels while we've gone the Dogs Gossip. You've gone the Panthers while me and Brock have gone the Broncos. And we've both gone the Storm. He's gone the Warriors. So there is potential for another shift in week three. But thanks again, champion. Have a good week. And uh, stay off the drink, champ. Stay off the drink. Stay off the road, too. Don't text, drink, and drive. (laughs) Have a good weekend, boys, and go the Panthers. See you, buddy. A big thanks to Mr. Gossip, as always, and that brings us to the end of another episode. You got your reviews, your fast five. We answered your question. All the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com, and we've given our tips, but I think the last thing we've got to do, Brock, we have to pick a charity bet for this week. We're two from two we are. the first two weeks, so I think we're up about 350. What do you reckon? The Raiders to beat the Knights into the Sharks to beat the, the Seagulls. I'd be happy to go those two. There you go. That's um, bet. So the Sharks were $2, and you got a dollar sixty. Give me a second. I'll fire it up on the William Hill app. Keep yeah. talking. Or elevated music. Well, I'm looking on here. We've got $2 with William Hill for the Sharks. Shouldn't you just be able to punch them in, mate? And I scroll back up the page here, and we've got Canberra at a dollar sixty. Hang on a second. So I'm looking at those bad boys. Mm. Round three. I don't mind the Broncos to be honest at 150, but you guys aren't as confident or don't sound as confident about them. I know we don't want to lace the multi up too heavily, but hey. No, we don't. Correct. We could go for the jug. Rightio. Canberra into Cronulla. Yep, the Sharkies at $2. $3.20. $3.20. There's no one else. 100 on that. Boom. Yeah, I think I'll uh, that one. two-leggers. You and your bloody eight-leg multis, you're just asking to get beat. Let I'm happy ride. with those two. Let it ride! Yeah, let's lose. Well, there you go, week three. We're two from two this week. We'll be going the Sharks and the Raiders both to win head-to-head. $3.20, so potentially another 220 in the kitty for our charity for this year. But that wraps us up, Moxhead. It does. Good show. First two weeks have been very, very good. Hopefully, round three dishes up some good games. I've got my eyes particularly on the Warriors versus the Storm. The nostalgic clash at the SCG between the Dragons and South. Hopefully, they oh. deliver. And the Friday blockbuster between the Dogs and the Eels. Well, give me, give me the, one game, the one game you think's a shoo-in. I think, obviously, whoever plays oh, Newcastle is going to be yeah, a shoo-in. But outside of that, the rest of the games, I think, are pretty pretty close. And I could see either side winning. Well, I'm pretty big on Cronulla, to be honest, as well. But, um, you know, Manly at Brookvale. Hopefully, they show something this week. But that wraps us up. Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Give us more, give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.